Today on the Pro-Life Podcast, weird things in the UK. Apparently, this is harassment over there, and police informed this lady that she needed to move along. You'll never guess why. Crab your coffee. Let's get started. Happy Tuesday, Pro-Life family. Welcome to the podcast. Pull up your chair, coffee, you know, for patriots, not those tea drinkers across the pond. Which is what we're talking about today. Because, so I, I don't know why it was all UK. Maybe it's because, like, American journalists were all having Thanksgiving. Right. And UK doesn't so celebrate UK Thanksgiving. doesn't do that. Um, yeah, I, I was actually traveling once right around Thanksgiving mm-hmm. uh, internationally. And I was like, so what are y'all doing for Thanksgiving? And those, they looked at me like, what are you what? talking about? <laughs> I was like, oh, right. That's not a thing right. over here. Um, so they were, the, the journalists over there were writing a lot. And there's there's a lot of news in the pro-life world. Let's Do we need to introduce ourselves first? You know, thank you. Because okay. I will just plow into the discussion topics yes but first (sighs) folks around the table please introduce yourselves kim schwartz texas right to life media and communication director i'm veronica arnold smither i work in the education department emily cook our general counsel brent glingerman it and guy who runs into the topics too fast without introducing himself um the uk has decided in a recent court case they will continue uh, abortions for Down syndrome up to birth. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah, it is a really heartbreaking story. There was, there is a law in uh, the UK that says that we will uh, ban abortions after 24 weeks of pregnancy, and uh, there's an exception for uh, if the child has a severe disability, which would include Down syndrome. It sounds a lot like an old Texas law. Yeah. Well, and that's one of the things we want our viewers to take away from is like, why do you believe that that's wrong? Mm-hmm. How do you defend it when you say, no, we shouldn't abort babies because they have Down syndrome? And we we call this the, we call this the fetal abnormality fight. It's kind of mm-hmm. the term that's used in policy. Um, and we fight this amongst Republicans, Democrats, um, legislatively uh, over and over again. But you have to look back at, and think, okay, you can't say I believe abortion is wrong, except mm-hmm. right. And and this is one of those n- exceptions that sometimes people think is okay to believe it. And you have to a- analyze why do you believe abortion is wrong in the first place? Mm-hmm. Because then it take that takes your exceptions away. You're like absolutely right. not. So, you know, do you believe that abortion is wrong because a human child is created at the moment of conception, made in the image of God, if you're a Christian, and that a scientifically separate DNA, a baby has fingernails, a baby has heartbeat after 18 days of conception, mm-hmm. that that you're either a human being or not a human being. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So this makes sense. any other characteristics, and if you say you only human beings with certain characteristics, excuse me, with certain characteristics get to live. What does that sound like to you guys? Genocide. Like cleansing. Um, yeah. Murder. I mean, there's so many different. There are many right. acceptable answers. Now, now let's, yeah. let's not give the UK a whole lot of credit here because up to 24 weeks, 
Yeah, that's more strict than many places in America. And whenever Roe v. Wade was overturned, all of these other countries were freaking out of like, wow, the Supreme Court just took away women's rights in America, not realizing that uh, their laws were way more strict than ours were in the United States. Yeah, a lot of different first world countries restrict abortion up to 12 weeks. And the American people think they don't realize that. And they think that, you know, the U.S. is going back to third world country status by taking away abortion rights. Yeah. It's like, no, 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 actually, we we're were. just we're just joining all the other Western yeah. countries that restrict abortion right. in a good way. Yes. Yeah. But I want to come back to what you said a second ago about how um, these exceptions really uh, illuminate the uh, discrepancy in pro-abortion logic. Yep. Because in reading the uh, opinion here from the UK court, Uh, They were saying that um, the court recognizes many people with Down syndrome and other disabilities will be upset and offended by the fact that a diagnosis of serious disability during pregnancy is treated by the law as a justification for termination and that they may regard it as implying that their own lives are of lesser value. Indeed. That's exactly what it's implying. (laughs) Yes. But it holds that a perception that that is what the law implies is not by itself enough to give rise to an interference with Article 8 rights, um, so about the European Convention of Human Rights. Then further on, um, Claire Murphy, the chief executive of the British Pregnancy Advisory Service, uh, which is an abortion provider, says there is no contradiction between a society which champions the rights of disabled people and one which allows women to make difficult decisions in heartbreaking situations. Mm, this is a bunch of euphemisms. Yes, but this really uh, illuminated to me something that I had not thought about before in my 10 years in the movement, that the idea of uh, abortion is okay because it's my body, my choice. But the issue of uh, saying abortion is okay because the baby has a disability, that's not your body. You're acknowledging that that child is not your body. You're saying that because the unborn child has a disability, you're not saying because I have Down syndrome, because I have a disability, because this other, you're acknowledging this is a separate being who is uh, has a different condition than I do and that their life is less valuable because of that condition. Yeah. And uh, right. so there's this huge discrepancy between saying that uh, all lives are valuable, that um you know, it doesn't matter uh, on whenever they're born that we welcome people with disabilities. We cherish their lives. But before they're born, we don't. We say, I know this is a separate being. I know that they have this disability and their lives are less valuable because of it. And by cl- what her quote about, um, it's not we're not choosing between some uh, cherishing people with disabilities who are living with a disability versus uh, pregnant women to make decisions based on themselves. Like they're they're just hoping that someone doesn't think too much into that like you did. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yep. Just gloss yeah. right over She's that. saying these Let's... things are not opposites when clearly they are. Yes. Like we'll if you can whatever. say it enough, maybe yeah. people will believe you. <laughs> right. Apply we'll whatever rules lets us do what right. we want. And yeah. it's so sad because uh, Down syndrome is one of the genetic anomalies that has actually been so well cared for in the past few decades. People have made huge advances in caring for them mm-hmm. so that I'm, there are so many people with Down syndrome who've, who've gone and gotten college degrees now and they can have full-time jobs and care for themselves if they are if they are taken care of as children in a Mm -hmm. what's i cannot just really fostered um in their condition and shown (laughs) that um they can have successful lives they can have meaningful lives they can have meaningful relationships Mm -hmm. and there's nothing really holding them back beyond that other than just societal perception and how society treats them. Right. It's kind of like being born with deafness. It used Mm -hmm. to be this 
world-shattering phenomenon. And now it's really not. I mean, they have whole schools for the deaf and they have amazing technology to help them. And it's like, we can actually do a lot to help these people and they can integrate into society in such a wonderful way. And we shouldn't say, well, but it's still too hard. Their quality of life is still too low or it's too hard for the parents to raise them. Mm -hmm. Those are horrible, horrible cop-outs. You cannot have society saying that anything that anything less than being a human being does not warrant you civil and moral protection because you just that then then who is worthy of life of of getting to live is going to be subjective to whoever whatever the majority is whatever characteristics the majority thinks are acceptable and that can be anything exactly i mean you saw that in the holocaust Mm -hmm. i mean we see that in rwanda i mean just anything everything history proves this this goes badly yeah and and so especially as pro-lifers as christian pro-lifers you absolutely cannot have you cannot be okay with exceptions your entire because if you if you are then you need to reassess yeah actually and one of the best ways to reassess because i i know the emotional hurdle it can be to to overcome that kind of false sense of compassion because you feel like yeah. you have compassion for mm-hmm. these people and their quality of lives low or you have compassion for the parents and you don't want them to be forced with raising this difficult child, if you will. So one of the ways, the best way to reassess is to go and meet these people who have these different abilities and disabilities. And one of the best places that I've gotten to do that is volunteer at this place called Brookwood. It's a home for people with varying abilities, whether cognitive issues or physical disabilities, you name it. There are so many different kinds of people who live there, work there, and uh, medical professionals who help with all kinds of rehabilitation. And I got to meet hundreds of these citizens and shake their hands and volunteer with them and talk with them. And it's amazing. We take our college students there every year and they get to meet them too. Cause it's, it's not as common to meet someone who has, you know, is a quadriplegic living mm-hmm. life in a wheelchair. Like it's not, there's not high odds that a 18 year old college student is going to meet someone like that. But when you go and volunteer at these homes, well, there you go. You get to meet them, shake their hand, talk to them, say, how are you doing? Tell me about your life. And it completely changes your perception. Like these people are so incredible and have such valuable lives and so if you want to challenge yourself you're like i have this false sense of passion i wouldn't want to raise a child like that or i've never met someone like that so i wouldn't even know what to do well then go and volunteer it's really wonderful Mm -hmm. you'll be um, you'll be amazed at your own change of heart yeah and they're everywhere like all these uh homes for these communities for people with disabilities um that actually create a very positive environment uh, there's one out in Lubbock. There, I'm sure there's some in DFW, Houston. Like you can find them. They are yeah. around you, mm-hmm. um, but you might not have heard of them before. So let's we'll continue. That we could discuss this for a while, but we'll we'll continue here. The UK uh, now they they're considering buffer zones for sidewalk counseling. Now and we've <laughs> we should probably first explain what a buffer zone is. So yes. they are think of it as like a bubble zone that you cannot um you cannot enter the zone around abortion clinics. So it's prov- is to prevent pro-lifers, you know, they look like ordinances probably, uh, mm-hmm. the most common way, um, but you cannot be within 100 feet or 50 feet of an abortion clinic. Uh, it's to dissuade um, pro-lifers from reaching abortion-vulnerable women. Uh, so bubbles where free speech doesn't apply. Right. 
Yeah, mm-hmm. and I don't know the Bill of Rights in the UK by heart. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know but I, I know that <laughs> they're very similar to the US. And this is a direct attack on free speech and the right to gather and the right to pray and all of this. And it's just heartbreaking. So it, so they're considering these buffer zones in the UK right now. And I just want to remind people that this is there are already buffer zones in Australia. So don't be like Australia. But they are. Um, nice. I mean, yeah. California has them. Yeah, it's true. Don't, don't be, don't be like California. California. Oh my gosh. That's, don't be I like mean, Australia or California. <laughs> if if anything the last few years has taught us, it's don't be like California. Yeah, yeah it's crazy. It, uh, it's actually illegal to wear a pro-life shirt in uh, within so many feet of an abortion facility in Australia too. Um, the reason I know this is because some of our students went and volunteered on like a quote unquote pro-life mission trip, if you will, doing political activism in the US. And one of the students- um, You mean in Australia? It, yes, thank you. And they went to Australia to do uh, political activism there and to pray at the abortion facilities. And they were all wearing their you know, you know, pro-life uniforms. Interesting. And they had to put shirts over them or turn them inside out or they would have gotten arrested. And it's like, wow. not just, you know, kindly reprimanded and walked away, like, right. no, arrested and jail. So, wow. yeah, it's insane. They're considering this right now in the UK. Now, the good news is that there is actually um, a bipartisan discussion about how this is a attack on free speech. And so that was really encouraging. Like, even the pro-choice activists in Parliament were saying, we don't like this idea. And they were constantly saying, remember, I'm super, super pro-choice. So they were like, don't forget, you know, trying to, you know, remind all the journalists, I'm super pro-women's reproductive rights and all this nonsense. But they're like, but I still think this is not a good idea. I was like, okay, maybe there's still hope for the UK. We'll see. I really hope it doesn't pass. Well, and really, we have to pray for the UK. We have to pay attention to what's going on in the UK because whatever happens over there culturally tends to find its way back over here in a few years. We're okay. usually, what, five, six years behind whatever nonsense they're doing. So okay. if you're an American, you're like, I don't care what they do across the pond, you should, it influences our culture. There's another really crazy story out of the UK related to this with the buffer zones, uh, but I think we're almost out of time here. So we need to take a break and then we will come back and I will tell you this crazy story. Dun, dun, dun. Save the date for Boots on the Ground. It's an awesome pro-life conference coming up January 28th and 29th. Come to Austin, Texas with us to march to the Capitol, to celebrate the end of Roe v. Wade, to commemorate Roe v. Wade, and to learn from expert pro-life speakers on how to keep Texas pro-life forever. Come to Austin with us and hear from Ryan Bomberger, our keynote speaker who shares his personal story, and so much more. Book your tickets today, bootsonthegroundtx.com. See you in January. Without warning, you or your loved one could end up in the emergency room where every second counts and your medical wishes matter more than ever. However, if your loved one doesn't have the right medical documents on hand, they may not be able to make decisions for you in a crisis. My Life Angels solves all of this by walking you through step-by-step in creating these important medical documents and storing them online securely for you and your family to access at any time. The service is only $7 a month, but use the link in our description for 20% off your initial subscription period. Don't let strangers make life and death decisions for you. Get the My Life Angels app today. Welcome back, friends. So again, with the UK. um, They had a bad week. They had a real bad week. So this story, this lady was told she was harassing people you're not really gonna guess how. Um, it's really not a way I would consider harassing people. She was 
Praying. Silently praying. Oh, was she arrested? No, yeah. thank goodness. But they told the police stopped her. She yeah. was praying outside of an abortion facility. She was not arrested. She was in a town where there was not yet an ordinance about a buffer zone. Mm -hmm. But the police told her, you can't do this because it's considered harassment and intimidation. And so she kind of stood her ground, you know, politely. And, and then they were like, well, there's a school nearby and the kids might ask questions. And she was like, there's nothing wrong with asking questions. And so she just kept continuing wow. to argue with the police, but eventually she did leave because, you know, she didn't want to cause a scene. Mm -hmm. But then now she's suing. Alliance Defending Freedom is helping her sue and defend her rights. But I mean, it goes right back to that buffer zone uh, ordinance that we're talking about. There's already a few different little towns and cities around the UK, specifically one in Birmingham. And uh, right now in Birmingham, in the UK, it is illegal to say the word baby within so many feet what? of an abortion facility and all kinds of other things. You can't <laughs> pray no? there. You can't wear pro-life t-shirts. You can't even say the word baby. It's absurd. So they're trying to make this a nationwide thing. Like, it's a really big deal. They're trying to make these ordinances. Elon, when are we colonizing Mars? Yeah. <laughs> I just go back to the school. Like, oh, these little children might see someone praying. Oh, my. Oh, dear. Darn. They're going to be oh, scarred no. for life. Man. But let's put the abortion clinic next to the school. Good idea. Aye, aye, aye. That for is a flawless plan. Convenience. You know, I feel so bad for this woman, though. She's a sweet old lady and, carrying a picture of Our Lady of Guadalupe, yeah. silently praying. And I'm like, wow. Well, the police well, stopped her. Going back to, like, the disconnect. Okay, so obviously if there's a school nearby, just by an abortion clinic, they're obviously nearby each other. We hear from so many post-abortive women about how difficult it is to see children mm -hmm. after mm -hmm. an abortion. Mm -hmm. And I, I just, they must, they have to be, they have to, you have to have, have a disconnect in order to do that type of work. Yep. But like, did no one stop and think, oh, we're going to build an abortion clinic right here. And then these women are going to be leaving, leaving without their babies at three o'clock when school gets out. Like that might have some triggering effect. I, yeah, I would imagine. I, they don't care. in the carpool Lift. line, <laughs> went right next to an abortion facility. Like that's. Mm -hmm. Oh, I, 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 it's amazing how we can lie to ourselves. Like the, how the human species can lie to itself over and over again. But it catches up with you. Like that's why people yeah. have um, such suicidal tendencies and and a tendency to abuse drugs and alcohol, like all of it, because it catches up with you. Mm -hmm. Like all of this can be prevented. Let's be honest. This has never been about mental health. No. That's no. not a consideration no, not money. when they're location shopping. Yeah. 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 Well, I'm mean, talking about catching up with you. What about when it does catch up with you? So, Ooh, nice it's true. We can jump into this. Um, recently, a former director, uh, let's see, what was his title? There's not a title. So it's he was a director consultant responsible for development of abortion centers in Africa and South Asia, Kevin Duffy. Uh, worked with uh, Maurice Snopes International. It's kind of like the International Planned Parenthood. The oh, UK Maurice Snopes. Oh, I didn't realize that. Yeah. Oh, wow, that is a big so he, Just like we give a free teams. abortion to Mexico, the UK gives free abortion to Africa. Yep. Oh, wow. So he right. joined uh, SPUC's team as executive director of research and education. That is a big um, deal. This is a big deal. He was an abortion director, is now a pro-life champion for our cause. Yeah. Tell us the story. So, the, the well, it's a long article. We'll put the link in the description. So one good thing came out of England this week. <laughs> one one good thing came out of England this week. Um, he said that he, this this quote, 
he watched many abortions carried out by MSI um, staff. Uh, occasionally, he would think to himself, when I came in this room, there were four people present. And now there are only three. Whoa. Man. Um, occasionally. Occasionally, I, mean, I It think. wasn't just a one moment of, oh, my gosh, this is a revelation of what I'm doing and yeah, what right. what no. this work is. It is coming, yeah. lying yeah. to yourself, coming yeah. to terms with it, and finally not being able to take it anymore. It's like he had little moments of Ooh, clarity, of, clarity yeah. of, of lucidity. Like, he, the Holy Spirit was clearly working on him. The, yeah. the earlier quotes, like, yeah. I always knew that abortion involved taking human life, but I felt at the time, confident in the belief that women could undergo abortions regardless. So it was better for these to take place in a hygienic and safe conditions. Um, so he just kind of said, well, women are going to do this anyway. Let's at least give them a, a clean room to do this in. Um, and hey, then, that's a baby that's step towards well, becoming pro life, though. It was. He, he acknowledged yeah. that a human yeah. was dying and then wow. began to logically accept that this is a thing that happens in these procedures. And then 2020, when everybody started pushing pills because of lockdowns and all of that stuff, he really began to consider, what am I doing? Yeah. Um, uh, people sitting at home got a lot of time to think during 2020 um, and had to face the reality of what they were doing and think logically through the process. Yeah. And for him, for Mr. Duffy here, he ended up converting. So welcome to the team, sir. I want to go back to the, the part <laughs> of women are going to do it anyway, so we might as well make it as clean and safe. I mean, we hear yeah, that all the basically. time. With yeah. teenagers. People are going to do it. Yeah. Women are going to do it. Mm -hmm. So we want to make sure they're not in a back alley. Okay. No, women are not having abortions just for the sake of having abortions. No woman gets pregnant and that their initial thought is, I want to have an abortion. Okay. It is because there's something else that is present. And we are completely ignoring why. Mm -hmm. Abortion is an quote unquote, I'm using my little air quotes, answer that women seek out. It's not a supportive, they're in a, in a bad relationship. We've got a problem with father, fatherlessness um, in our society and not taking responsibility. Society that has said you can do whatever you want and have no responsibility. It is economic opportunities. It is um, a false belief that you can't go that a that college is the only way to make a living. And if you don't go to college, you certainly can't go to college with a baby and that there's no other path. I mean, it's. Yep. But by saying women are going to do it anyways, we might as well make it clean. It means you just don't want to dig into the messiness of why right. people seek out abortion. You don't actually help with them with their genuine problems like poverty or abusive relationship or homelessness, you name it. Like, those are the real issues. That's the same logic that's like, well, people are going to do drugs anyway. We might as well give them clean ones. Exactly. Exactly. Which is exactly. Fix anything. Doing that. Or with teenagers and, um, you know, sex education. Like, they're going to do it anyway, so here's a condom. It's like, no, teach them the right way. Right. Again, Morals. it's a, just like with the exceptions, it is you... <sighs> You can't be you can't be wishy washy. You cannot sit there and say, "Well, I I would never get an abortion," but or well, I believe abortion is wrong. Except, mm -hmm. no. Yeah, it's it's Pontius Pilate energy right here because Pontius Pilate was sitting there saying, "Well, you know, I see no fault in this man," but he said, "I wash my hands of this and I walk away." Yeah. Uh, you can't say, "Well, they're going to crucify him anyway," so I'm just going to walk away. I'm just going to. Yeah. You know, you can't say that just because there's something immoral happening, well, uh, I have to make sure that it happens in a clean way or in an okay way. 
why don't you stop the immoral thing from happening in the first place? Exactly. And so praise the Lord for this well, guy's conversion. That so he, here's his later yeah. quote. However, I decided to put my knowledge and expertise to the service of the pro-life movement. I'm certain Woo. that the false narratives of the abortion industry, which claim to care about women, care about women, um, can be defeated in a culture of life which truly cares about the well-being of women and wow. safeguarding of human rights can be restored. So hey. and he, he goes on. So... Yeah. Wow. Welcome to we should have him on the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's funny though, unlike the whole moral spectrum, I, I've, I've seen it go both ways. Like people becoming gradually more pro-choice and then they have mm -hmm. to justify all the terrible things that they're doing. And so they become very staunchly, you know, pro-abortion, like free abortion on demand, no apologies. Well, and then he backtracked. He went back down to the like slightly less but still terrible point on the spectrum of, well, I'm only doing it because we're going to do it anyway. So I want it to be safe and hygienic. If, if you can kind of like gradually walk someone back to the point which he did he gradually walked himself back to the point of saying no it's all wrong um but gosh i love when when we hear those conversions where they just wake up like abby johnson yeah. abby johnson's conversion or so many others like they just wake up and all of a sudden they see the light clear as day there's no gradual walk back like with duffy yeah um it's just everything i've done is wrong and i'm completely 100 percent for life now like that is incredible but he had to do i can tell like he as an academic he had to do the thinking mm -hmm. he thought yeah. himself mm -hmm. out of this horrible predicament so if you if you have friends who are in this situation like oh but they're gonna do it anyway like help them walk through the lo logic they're probably yeah. very logic minded and less emotion minded and kind of find like what is their niche and actually that's one of the things that i love to do when you're having a debate with someone or you're arguing with someone even a super polite way try to think okay what is their plane of thinking because people think in different ways find out what makes them tick just like that game apples to apples and you have to find out like what what is what is the card that my partner wants to choose not what i want to choose what's the part what's the card that my partner in this game wants to choose and that's gonna it's gonna convert them and like we literally do classes on this at texas right to life so come it's fun yeah it's should, speaking, awesome. of, speaking of classes if you saw that promo for uh boots on the ground it's coming up in january um and our guest next week uh trent horn expert apologist expert apologist um will be speaking at boots on the ground giving the advanced version of the talk he's going to give next week here but I say that like this is the season of awkward conversations, right? We all just had Thanksgiving. We all sat around the table with our f relatives and you know friends and family and tried to dodge political conversation. But you're not changing any hearts and minds by dodging the conversation. Mm -hmm. um, That's so funny. We've been talking. I've never heard that. Yeah. You know, there was there was a video. Um, Pendulet, I think his his name Pen, Pen, Pen and Teller. Somebody gave him a Bible, and he was like, "You know, I'm an atheist, but the fact that somebody believed what they say enough to think that I'm actually on a course to eternal damnation, and they wanted to do something about that. Yeah. Like, if you really believe what you say, if you really believe abortion is murder, you're gonna say something. If you really believe, you know, going off into eternity without Christ." Is, is eternal damnation. If you really believe that, you have a responsibility to say something. I'm saying something yeah. now if you're watching, if you, mm -hmm. if you don't know. Yeah, and you can do it in a super polite way over you turkey can. and dressing. You, you can, actually. We talked about um, with Dr. Stephen Jones here why, why the facts might need to care a bit about your feelings. If you want to engage somebody in conversation, you need to kind of know where they're coming from, mm -hmm. appeal appropriately, not just 
doggone it, I'm right. That's not gonna fix anything. But and you can have a conversation in an appropriate way. We don't agree on everything. We get in meetings, we don't agree on everything. We have conversations. You work with people. Yeah, so we've been talking a lot about in the last few episodes, last few weeks about um, exceptions, the hard cases, um, and, yeah. and then myths about whether abortion bans means you can't get care for ectopic pregnancies or miscarriage treatment, mm -hmm. debunking all of those myths, um, because it's so what the narrative is in our in the mainstream yeah. mainstream reporting. And so when you talk about abortion, that's what people who you know just are kind of surface paying attention. Those are the exceptions that they're going to bring up to you. Your you know twenty five year old Apple employee cousin Sally is going to say, "Well, I wouldn't have an abortion, but you know we got to make it at least safe." Or you know this miscarriage, you, women can't get treatment for miscarriage. Mm -hmm. like right. You get these are the tools. That's why we've been talking about it because that is what the conversation around abortion is, and yeah. we're going to be able to have those conversations um, with family members and friends and your coworkers. And um, you're like, oh, wait, aren't you one of those pro-lifers? But what about this? And we want to equip you all to um, be able to answer those questions and make those um, those distinctions and people to walk back. What? Amen. Yes. Good job, Emily. Yeah. Mike, I drop. <laughs> <laughs> well, hope you all had a wonderful Thanksgiving. I love what you said. It's the season of awkward conversations. It is. That is, it I, is. I'm actually like relieved to hear that out loud. And yeah, we're getting ready for another one. Christmas. <laughs> Here we, we go. Right. It kills me. I know, some of my family members might listen to this, but it does kill me when I go to Christmas or Thanksgiving and they want to talk about politics or abortion. I'm like, I do this every day. I, I don't. Oh I don't want to talk about this That's today. So funny. Let's just, go. just the other day, one of my one of my relatives was wearing a a, a t-shirt that I don't. A, Agree with the sentiment on it, and and I remember thinking like I'm I've been in the kitchen all day cooking. I want to go change into a t-shirt, and I opened my drawer. Every single one How was pro-life t-shirts, and I was like, "That's the Lord." Okay? I'm not gonna <laughs> do it. I just put on a dress, but I was like, oh, this is "So do I want to do this today?" No, I don't. I'm just <laughs> dead gummit. <laughs> We all do it too. Like we have these conversations. I'm going to go to a Christmas party inevitably at somebody's house and meet some people. And they're going to go, oh yeah, Brent works at Texas Area Delight. And I'm like, oh. And the room gets quiet. And all of a sudden like everyone stops talking and just looks at you and you're just like, hi, I'm normal, I promise. Yeah, it's it doesn't go away. The conversations, we have these things too. We have to deal with Christmas parties and Thanksgiving and stuff. We have families and some of them agree with us and some of them do not. And it's a really good opportunity to just plant the seed. Even if you don't convert them right away, you know, you give them something to think about. Yep. It is. You know, there's there's the parable about the, the master gives talents to his, his uh, servants and... There are those that do something with it. And there's a guy who goes, well, I didn't know what to do. I'm just going to throw this in a jar in the backyard. Mm -hmm. And master returns. And so mm -hmm. two guys do something with what was given to them. And one guy buried it. Well, obviously, the guy who buried it is kind of in trouble. Well, this, this is the Cliff Notes version, right? You have been given some information now. What you do with that is your responsibility. Nice. Enjoy. Um, <laughs> so enjoy your holidays. Next week, Trent Horn is going to be an awesome conversation. We will see you Tuesday. Have a great day.